the Fantasy Six-Pack Hour. With your hosts, Joe Bob and A.J. Appleton. All right, all right. Welcome to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net. With me as usual, Mr. Elf AJ Applegarth. What's up, man? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> like, like that hat. Like that hat. Uh, had to one up me there, huh? <laughs> I did. I was going to put this one on, but the Eagles kind of suck right now, so I'm repping the other Phillies squad here with the Sixers. I'm happy that the Eagles suck, but it kind of means that the Shut Cowboys then might win the division, and I don't know if that's any better. No, it's not. Stop. <sighs> okay. Get your you-know-what together, guys. All right, so um, apologize for missing last week. Um, I came down with the vid, unfortunately. AJ had a whole bunch of things going on. Just just wasn't really happening last week. But we are back in action for your semifinal performances here, so uh, good to go. Um, That being said, um, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, leave those comments, uh, chime in during the show, the live show here. We will answer questions. We'll talk with you guys. Uh, it's, it's fun. We, we appreciate it. And then, um, you know, if, if you're looking for a lot of advice, you know, custom lineup advice, uh, for, you know, the last couple of rounds here, your playoffs, go ahead and jump over to fancy six pack.net slash plans, become an all access member. And, uh, you're going to get access to our award-winning rankings, you're going to get access to the the projections and then all the DFS embedding content that we have. And then best of all, you get to talk to us directly on our discord. And if you play fantasy baseball, fantasy basketball, fantasy hockey, um, we got all that stuff too. And so, you know, you can get to, you get to talk to all of us there. I'll tell you what the, the DFS guys on the discord, they are just, man, they're printing money right now. It is uh, it, it is a good time. So uh yeah, jump on over there and uh and jump in there. So uh without further ado, let's bring on our guest of the week. You ready, AJ? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So Mr. Nick Script from uh Fantrax, what is up, man? Thanks for joining What's us. What's up? Tonight. What's up, guys? What's up? I, I didn't get the memo about the, the Christmas hats. I, I feel <laughs> kind of left out, but uh, I'm excited to come on your guys' show here and uh, talk some football. I don't do uh, a ton of uh, guest spots, and this is the second stream of the day, and I, I feel like I'm I'm, uh, I'm ready to talk some more here. We got a game on right now, and uh, we have a very, very uh, interesting slate ahead of us in the semifinals of the playoffs. So thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, yeah interesting slate along with a crap load of injuries that have just piled up over the last uh, half of the season. It feels like it's just been massive accumulation here of, of injuries and, and very making for some very interesting calls here uh, for, for people's lineups. But uh, before we jump through our typical start sit questions that we will get into, uh, we're going to start off here with, with some news talk and uh, we'll start off here with, with the Colts and just want to get your opinion on, um, you know, Michael Pittman sounds like he's going to be ready to go. It actually sounds like Jonathan Taylor is going to be back um, as well. Um, they've both practiced today. I am I'm, I'm for one utterly shocked that Michael Pittman is, is even thinking about playing in this game. I mean, after that shot he took, I thought there was no way he was going to play, but these guys somehow can figure out how to, you know, shake off a concussion in, in, you know, three days. I have no idea how that's possible. I've known friends that have got concussions, man. They last like month sometimes it's just nonsense how this how this stuff works so anyway he's he's past passing concussion protocol and uh, he's gonna be back on the field so are are you are you comfortable playing you know you just slide and Pittman right back in where where you normally would with him same thing with Jonathan Taylor or are you a little hesitant with these guys uh in, in week 16 here I think I think with Pittman, um, he, he's just been a target hog this this season. He, he's averaging ten point two targets per game. Very very productive. I think it's a good boost. Uh, kind of slept on boost to Gardner Minshew, who, who's coming off of a great week. Mm-hmm. If he's getting two of his solidified playmakers 
in his system, I, I, I think that gives him a bump, you know, and, and Taylor, I think, you know, we, we, we've, we've seen the history of what he's done for, you know, the fantasy landscape and it's been a rough ride this season just with injuries. But if you're looking at the last game he played, put 91 yards on the board, he, he's had two 20 uh, plus fantasy point weeks this season. I think both of these guys should be in your lineups at the end of the day. I think, I think it's hard this time of year. If you have Jonathan Taylor, to not play Jonathan Taylor. Everybody's scraping for running backs to play, it feels like. So I think both guys have to be in your lineup. Yeah, um, I, I agree. I uh, I readjusted my my rankings around 7.30 tonight and <clears throat> put them put them both up pretty high in their in their in their uh positions. So they are easily startable players for me. Um AJ, I'll start here with you on this next one. Obviously, Keenan Allen ruled out is the kind of not a shocking news here. Um, I guess really not much to say about Keenan Allen, but you know, what do you think about the rest of these Chargers? Eckler's been on the downswing. Obviously, they're going to have um, you know Easton Stick there. Uh, Josh Palmer was really the only guy last week who just sort of had like a massive second half there, and 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 you know was able to make a little something out of nothing there. Um, are you comfortable starting any of the Chargers this week against the Kansas City uh, Chiefs, Buffalo? But no, are they Buffalo? Um, Why was I yeah, thinking Buffalo. that's all <laughs> Vegas? Sorry, I knew. Yeah, yeah. Um, teams that played last week with their opponents. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, anyway, no. Buffalo, not much better. <laughs> not not really. I mean, Buffalo has been on a pretty massive tear since they got rid of Ken Dorsey. And, uh, you know, they've really clawed their way back into this playoff picture. Um, they absolutely dismantled Dallas last week, which I loved. Um, but then Philly, again, choked on Monday night. <laughs> so it was all for naught. Um, but I, I think... You know, just looking at what Las Vegas did to this Chargers uh, team last Thursday. Yeah, I'm not feeling good about any of them. I mean, Palmer, maybe um, it seemed like he you know, started to get some chemistry in that second half. Like he said, um, Eckler has just been he's been really off this year. Definitely not returning first round value um, to his owners. Uh, and, and that's that's hard to see. And. I just think if they're going to end up getting behind again in this game, they're just going to have to abandon the run again. And Eckler's just possibly another single-digit performance, which is not good for your playoff teams. It's crazy to think that getting, you know, passing the ball more, it means you're going to get off of Eckler and just, like, not utilize him. It, it's so yeah. crazy because that's been his, you know, that's been his thing. He's been a target monster as a rec- as a running back. And so, I don't know, Nick, like, what what's your take on Eckler here? I mean, like, I, I'll be honest. I'm super nervous with him and I've got him in Ravs Bowl and I'm in, you know, in the in the running to make the finals here. Ravs Bowl. Right now, I don't have Eckler in my lineup. <laughs> I I don't I don't blame you. And and the thing is, Austin Eckler, I think, is tagged as a dual threat running back. He he's not. He's not. He is a pass catching running back. If you if you look at his rushing numbers historically, he does not put up good yardage on the ground. So you are really dependent on the pass catching numbers. And then you look at the last couple of weeks, four catches, uh, week 13, two catches, week 11, two catches. That is what his upside is, is the pass catching. And if you take that away from him, there's nothing to Austin Eckler. He's not going to rush for 100 yards at the end of the day. So if he's not catching five, six passes and maybe scoring, he's not delivering this season. And that's just the the simplicity of that. We, we've known historically Austin Eckler almost gets wide receiver numbers, you know, to that category. And right now, if you're going to juggle Maybe it's five catches. Maybe it's two. I don't know how he can be in lineups right now. Again, it depends on what you have in your roster, obviously. But still, it's it's a it's a sketchy play. Yeah, it it's really hard to take a lot from last week's game. I don't want to super overreact to it. You know, I know before week fourteen, uh, Staley came out and said that oh, they're going to you know get a better look at some of these other running backs. Like the running back room is going to change. Well, then week 14 came Austin Eckless, all 70, 72% of the snaps still ran the ball 53% of the time. Like his usage was almost identical, if not more than it had been the rest of the season. Last week came, they got obliterated. It was over early and they just said, you know what? We're just going to see what Isaiah Spiller's got. So I don't know the game's a little bit more competitive. Maybe they keep Eckler in, but it just hasn't been great for quite some time unfortunately and 
you know, we've actually got one of the start sit questions, uh, so I'm not going to give it away, but I've got some guys that I would have never in a million years thought, you know, week one, two of the season. Oh yeah. I'll be starting this guy over Eckler in, in a, uh, in a tournament style league <laughs> for a chance to make the finals. Uh, it's yeah. I'll, it's not I'll, a comfortable feeling. <laughs> I'll just add to it before we get into the start set. I mean, this is like the perfect topic because I'm very nervous about all of my guys. Like just looking at my teams, guys that have been reliable and helping me all season long, they're questionable in some cases, or I don't really love the matchup. And you know, you love, you know how I love to like fiddle around with you know, stashing defenses for playoffs. I'm like, well, should I just drop defenses at this point? Well, I like this matchup if I get by next week. Uh, you know, so it's it's just tough, man. It's it's all tough right now. It's it's like a higher stress level than I feel like I remember from last year. <laughs> we say that every year, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, Chad over here, I'm going crazy and put Pat Mahomes with a bottom five QB this week. Wow. Uh mm-hmm. I know Pat Mahomes hasn't been Pat Mahomes, but that's a little, that seems a bit uh, extreme, but all right. We'll, we'll see. We will see. Um, next up here. So another quarterback though, as we're, you know, as we're talking about quarterbacks here, Trevor Lawrence sounding like, so when I wrote the notes, it says still in concussion protocol. What do we do with the Jags players? If he misses the game, as I'm at my son's Cub Scout meeting tonight, uh, rumors came out that he is very, very unlikely to play this week so i guess there you go the question still sits nick what do you do with the jags player calvin ridley zay jones is probably out but etn hasn't you know been you know he started the season on fire but usage is still there but it's really not you know what we were seeing early on from him evan ingram's been pretty good but without trevor lawrence this is a big game for the jags what do we what do we do with them you're on mute man Oh. My bad, my bad, my bad. Uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, so, so I have one one guy I trust, and and you named him ready. It's 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 Evan Ingram, and it, it is it is there is some hesitation because again you're playing with the backup quarterback, but Buccaneers uh, good matchup against tight ends. He he's been insanely consistent when it comes to just his his fantasy production, finishing top twelve for the position. Also, just the consistency of his target. So he's been very important to his offense. I think ETN in, in a in a tougher matchup. I'm not going to say you got to bench him necessarily because again, it's dependent on who you have. But it's not a smash play for him. Calvin Ridley. I, I'm I'm a big Calvin Ridley fan. It's not a smash play for him. And you got uh, Zay Jones may or may not play. I think the only guy I would really trust is just Evan Ingram because he's been Mister Reliable the entire mm-hmm. season. Calvin Ridley's been up and down. Travis Etienne has been great, but again, tough matchup. I think the only guy that's been fairly, fairly consistent is Ingram. Yeah, and especially uh, especially lately since Kirk went out, uh, Ingram last week kind of flopped. But, I mean, that was a super rough matchup for, for anybody on that team. Um, but other than that, I mean, he's he's been putting up just monster numbers the last couple of weeks without Christian Kirk there and finally getting in the end zone. That was the one thing kind of holding it back. Everybody's like, oh, Ingram's not doing that good. The dude's still seeing a massive target share, like 21% of the targets for that team. And it was just inevitable. You know, he's going to start scoring touchdowns and he's scoring them in the fantasy playoffs for people are right before it. That's that's money time, man. That's when people are going to remember you and draft you next year and go, yeah, my boy. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's it's tough, man. I haven't I didn't get to adjust the rankings yet for the Jags missing Trevor Lawrence. I ranked them as if Trevor Lawrence was playing. Um so thing things will move. So if you're looking at my rankings as of Thursday night, um thankfully they didn't play the Thursday night game and I didn't have to do it before that game started. Uh but uh I will I will be moving all of the Jags players down a, a little bit here um without Trevor Lawrence. There's no way that I'm going to be relying on it's what is it? CG Beathard. No, thanks. I'm good. <laughs> so. All right. Let's move into some QB. Yep. Sit start. See where we're at. Here. Sit start. All right. <laughs> or, yeah. Start sit. Whatever. It's cool. It's a thing. Tomato, tomato. Come on. Yeah. It sounds a little pessimistic, but it's, it's all right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, anyway. Nick, I told you this for the show, but for those listening, what we do here is uh, we run through quarterbacks, running backs, receivers, tight ends, 
got a couple start sit questions to kind of give a little sneak preview of the rankings <clears throat> that we've got here and uh, just kind of where our heads at with the weekend games. And um, Mike, our producer, will be the voice in the sky presenting the questions to us. And then uh, Nick, he'll kind of explain who starts and what order we go in. Absolutely. Thank you, Joe. So since you're our special guest tonight, Nick, you get to go first. All right. And we get to start off with the QBs. This one's a fun one, in my opinion. This week, would you rather have Justin Fields against Arizona in your lineup or Brock Purdy versus the Ravens? All right. So uh, I will say up front here, there's been you know a, a few guys every year that you start one way with your analysis of them and how you view them, and you completely change and pivot after you know more information. That's Brock Purdy for me. Um, I was very out on him. I didn't know if he was going to be the starter all year, and now I'm I'm very impressed with what we've seen. But I'm going Justin Fields, and it's not because I'm a massive Bears fan. No Bears uh, homer homerism here, but it's it's a great matchup against the Cardinals. They allow the eighth most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks this season. It was a down week 15. If you watch that Bears game, like us in Chicago did, it was a brutal game to watch. You had the the hail mary that could have been a touchdown. Robert Tunyon uh, should not play football anymore. Uh, you know, dropped a wide open big play. Uh, the week prior fields through for 223 had a touchdown through the air and on the ground I mean we know last year the upside that he brings with his legs leading the league in rushing and I argued at the beginning of the season before anything kicked off with some big guys in the industry that hey they're gonna throw the ball more there's context clues that they're going to throw the ball more we saw two really big weeks through the air out of Justin Fields in week four and five where he threw those uh, pairs of four touchdown games back-to-back weeks and had some good yardage so to me I'm very in on Justin Fields still, and, and I do believe he is going to stay in Chicago. Personally, that's another discussion for another time, but it's a great matchup against the Cardinals. Uh, Brock Purdy, it's a little bit tougher of a matchup against the Ravens. I know he has big-time playmakers in his system, but I, I love the connection of Justin Fields to DJ Moore and Cole Komet and just having that dual threat upside. I'm, I'm, I'm all in on Justin Fields this week. I, I think he's going to be, personally, I think he's going to be a top-five play. I like that. And then just so you know, we kind of go in like a clockwise motion. So Joe's going to go next after you. Yep. All right. So Joe. I'm on, I'm on uh, Justin Fields as well. I actually have Brock Purdy inside the top 10. I do think he's going to have a very good day, uh, but Fields is inside my top five. Uh, so I completely agree with you, Nick. Um, this matchup is just too good. Um, and look, as good as Brock Purdy has been in San Francisco and, you know, his, incredible touchdown efficiency rate uh, that, you know, we're going to be looking at next year and everybody in their mother is going to be looking at that when they evaluate Brock Purdy and say, is this going to be replicable, uh, you know, repeatable? Like that's, that's one of the big things we've only seen. Yeah. Like I think the last quarterback to repeat a, a touchdown efficiency rate like him might've been Aaron Rodgers. Um <laughs> in his like back-to-back MVP years, man. It's been like crazy. So um, I don't think anybody's ready to put Brock Purdy up there yet, but you know, he, the, the, the system is good. He's making throws. You can't, you can't knock him for what's working. Right. And so, but this is, this is a tough matchup. And so when you're looking at these two, um, it is fields. Yeah. Not much else to add. I'm, I'm going fields on this. The, the only potential, kicker to go with Purdy on this is that the Ravens while they are you know pretty solid I believe they're ranked first against opposing quarterbacks um, they have been given up touchdowns uh, the past five weeks they've given up at least one touchdown I know that's not great but um, you know two weeks ago against the Rams they gave up three and back in week 11 against Cincy they gave up two so you know Purdy I I think he'd be a safe play but i think the the play here is definitely fields so that's what what i'm jumping on as well all right just so you know that question was easy this one's this one's the harder one i just wanted to warm you guys up joe so 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 the one i get okay cool yeah absolutely of course i'm gonna (laughs) give the freebie to nick not you um yeah it is all right yep yep you get to choose between kyler murray in that same matchup against chicago or are you going to a versus Dallas um with the news that Tyreek Hill is back I am going to go with Tua um now if something happens and and Tyreek has a little bit of a setback here I think you kind of 
you you pull back on Tua and 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 slot in Kyler Murray. Kyler hasn't honestly looked that great, guys. Like, let's be real. It, it, it's he's had a couple instances where you're like, oh, all right, all right, I see. Like maybe 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 it'll happen, but I don't know. the the last The last couple of weeks here, um, it, it's been kind of going in the wrong direction. So I, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of out on using Kyler if I can. Chicago's defense, although not fantastic, has been so much better since they acquired Montez Sweat. Um, it's yeah. just amazing what one dude up front can really do to a defense and and really help out a secondary. Um, and so, you know, that. And then if you really look at you know Dallas here, I know everybody you know. They've got a great defense, right? But in reality, like the last half of the season here, you know, unless they're playing Jeff Driscoll, right, or Davis Mills, they've been beatable on defense. Um, so it's or, or sorry, why was 2022 highlighted for some reason when I was looking up like opponents here? Um <laughs> Because you don't know it was weird. Doing. I mean, Geno Smith got to him. They shut down Jalen Hurts, right? Um Sam Howell had a decent game. Josh Allen wasn't like lights out, but I mean, they just ran the ball down their throats. This Dallas defense is starting to show a little bit of holes here. Maybe they're getting tired. I don't know, but I think Tua and like just the speed on that team can really match well with Dallas. And we're going to see some, some big plays from, from this Miami offense. Yeah. I, I am kind of leaning towards Tua as well. Um, I mean, you just mentioned it. You you had Washington and Seattle put up over 300 yards on this defense. Um, not surprisingly, Seattle was the one that came away with three touchdowns. Uh, Washington was not. But, you know, yeah, Philly was shut down. Allen didn't need to do anything because James Cook was just running all over this defense. Um, so that's, that's the only thing that worries me about Tua is whether – you know, obviously, whether Tyreek is, is fully healthy and and does end up starting is one caveat, but the other is the running game. We do know that they like to run both Mostert um, and uh, H-Han, so we could see some of that, especially looking at that blueprint blueprint from last week with James Cook. Um, you know, it's another NF or AFC East team, another road game for Dallas. They are starting to show some cracks. I think I think it's still a better matchup for Tua. Yeah, I uh, I'm a massive Tua fan. I, I I'm a, a big um, mm-hmm. proponent of him. I, I was coming into the season. I I've I've not liked the the uh, the floor the last couple of weeks. He's been outside the top twenty quarterbacks in three out of four of his last games played. I, I think Tyree Kill is a factor. You know, obviously missing. Um, last game they they got the job done against the Jets thirty to 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 zero right so it wasn't like um you know he needed to do a ton but yeah. when you're scoring like that across the last couple of weeks again I'm a big Tua fan but it's a tougher it it, it, it is a tough matchup and I I do think that you can argue hey this is you know the the Dolphins are are averaging the most total yards per game this season it they're a good offense and so is Dallas so it's going to be two guys throwing haymakers you can argue that. But I just, I, I'm just a little concerned just in the fantasy playoffs with a guy, again, who's been outside the top 20, three out of four of his last games. So that's kind of my hesitation. I think with it, with Kyler, at least, you know, he's been down the last two games as well. But I think you can at least say, hey, he might have a little bit safer of a floor just because he's, he's starting to run, run the ball a little bit better. You know, he's coming off of 49 yards. He had 51 yards on the ground in week 11. So if he's having a bad day, maybe it could be savored by a rushing touchdown. He, he did open up his first three starts with a rushing touchdown. So we know he has that in the bag. So I feel like that just kind of makes me feel a little bit easier than, than two of this week. Yeah. I, I will say like um, schedule adjusted fancy points allowed to quarterbacks. Chicago's third best. So there's something to that. Dallas is down at um like middle of the pack 14th. So hmm. it's not as favorable of a matchup for Kyler Murray. So when you put that, and then you put what weapons each guy has, and that's why I'm leaning to a. Either way, I love it because there was no sweep this time. <laughs> All right, that's AJ. You get, exactly. AJ, you get to start us off with the running backs, and I think this one's a spicy one, but I'll let you guys decide. 
AJ, you start Bijan Robinson versus the Colts this week or Isaiah Pacheco versus the Raiders? I mean, I I don't like either of them. If this is the true the choice I have to make, um I don't know. I mean, Arthur Smith just hates Bijan Robinson for whatever reason. And uh, you know, looking at um Las Vegas, I mean, they, they've been pretty susceptible to the run most of the season. You know, again, last week, they they only gave up 81 yards to a terrible Chargers team that wasn't really running much because they were down so much. Um, gave up 111 the week prior to Minnesota, but still no touchdowns. You know, Vegas's defense is, I, I don't know, they're, they're just sneaky weird. Uh, to me because they can be very good on, on some days and then that's they a great be horrific. On weird. It is. I mean, they're like, horrible, know, but they're like all of a sudden they'll just have the games where you just, like, yeah, they just hell. randomly have this game <laughs> and it's like, okay, maybe they are good. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I have a hard time trusting Pacheco. You know, he was out last week. He he's, not on an injury report right now, so that bodes well for him. He's coming off of a 110-yard performance with a touchdown um, against Green Bay back in Week 13. So it's hard to ignore that. Um, and really, the the Chiefs, you can't trust the receivers. We've already seen that in multiple games. Um, you know, Tony's going to line up offsides every week on every play that he's actually in. So. I'm kind of. I'm gonna, ha- I'm gonna have to interrupt you. Don't you slander Rasheed Rice like that. I'm not. He he has been good. I will give you that. He he's, he's been, been good recently. So, but how long did it take for them to figure it out? <laughs> so, I'm I'm leaning Bijan on this as much as I hate it, because um, I just don't like either picking either one of these guys. I just think. Somehow, some way, Arthur Smith is gonna try to actually use his his running back because Indianapolis is not good at all against the rush. That is one of their weak spots. So, Nick, what you got, man? I'm gonna I'm gonna lean Bijan as well, and I I know there's a lot of risk after last week. It was very confusing for him to trail Algier in touches, especially seeing the two games prior he played 75 percent and 78% of the snaps. And he, he he was operating to a degree as a workhorse. And then this happens. And it reminds us of the game that he was like sick or whatever. And, you know, he was benched. But like you said, uh, the, the Colts, such a good matchup. Fourth most uh, fantasy points per game to running back. Seventh most rushing yards per game allowed. It's Vegas is a decent one too, but the Colts are a better one in my opinion. And I think at the end of the day, if you were in the semifinals of your fantasy football playoffs, and you're shooting for you know the championship run. I, I think you're playing Bijan. I think you'd hate to just bench Bijan and then he goes out and scores 20 fantasy points and and Pacheco scores I don't know 12 to 15 12, or something right, like that. Yeah, that's what I'm I mean, Bijan 18 plus fantasy points in five games this season. He's rushed for over 90 yards in four games. Finished six weeks with four more receptions. So we've seen just so many good things out of him. And I, I'm I'm not getting crazy here. I'm not getting crazy here, and I don't want this to be some sort of hot take or anything. But Pacheco is coming off of an injury, and Clyde Eversley-Lair did have a very good week. Now, do I think Ceh is taking over the backfield? No, I don't. But do I think that maybe he earns some more touches? Maybe, maybe they say, hey, you know, we're 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 trying to win a Super Bowl. We don't want Pacheco to go out there and have 20 touches. Let's 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 get him into you know ease him back in a little bit. He'll still be the the lead guy, but let's let's give uh let's give Ceh you know some some looks in the passing game because he he did well last game, 64 yards and a receiving touchdown. So I, yeah. I know you can say the same thing about Tyler Algier at the end of the day, but I think I'm just shooting for upside in the semis. Yeah, yeah, no, I I completely agree with you, and I was thinking the same thing. Like you know they they don't need to just pound the ball with Pacheco and, and like Dion saying here in the comments, I'm going with Pacheco. He's a mad runner. Yeah. He's a very angry, violent runner, but maybe that's not what they need him to do right now. You know, yeah. stay healthy. The playoffs are, are right around the corner. Just get there. Right. And so Bijan, uh, I mean, you're talking like the last couple of weeks where Bijan had 75, 77% of the snaps. I mean, you look him all the way back to week eight. This was right after that week seven weird game, right? 
73% snap, then 61, then 77, then 63, but then 75. Still, the total sample, even with last week, is at 68.9% for that sample size. That's a massive snap share. The, the rushing attempts are a little lower than you would like, but like he runs 67% of the routes in that span of time. He gets 17% of the team's targets. Like this guy just sees the ball. He just has these weird games where it's all of a sudden like, what happened to Bijan? Like, where'd he go? <laughs> yeah. Um sneaky weird. And then he comes back and you know he'll he'll bust off like a fantastic game. So this feels like it could be one of those in a very nice matchup. All right. And Nick, you get the the honor of getting that, that special question Joe was referring to earlier. <laughs> um you want Austin Eckler this week oh against God. the Bills or Chuba Hubbard against the Packers? I uh I I originally was not a big uh, Hubbard fan, just in all honesty, but he's playing as a workhorse right now. It's a very nice matchup against the Packers. They allow the the third most rushing yards per game this season. They're a top ten matchup in points per game allowed to running back. So looking at Hubbard, he's he's operating as a workhorse. Seventy eight percent and seventy three percent of the snaps the last two weeks. Across the last three weeks, he ranks third in total rushing yards, uh, 104, 87, and 87 yards on the ground in those three games. So, you know, I said it earlier, Eckler does not run the ball for good yardage, and now he's, like, fluctuating, and, okay, sometimes he catches a decent amount of passes, sometimes he doesn't. So, at the end of the day, I think I'm just going to bank on touches, and I'm going to bank on a really nice matchup, and it sounds gross, but I'm going to go with Hubbard. Yeah, this was the one. <laughs> so I'm literally like, it's weird. and actually, let me tack on an extra one for you. Throw in Aaron Jones in the mix. Big one. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at Hubbard, Jones, and Eckler just going gross. Yeah, yeah it's 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 not great. Um, right now I've got actually I looked I've got I've actually got Aaron Jones in there, but I've actually got Chuba Hubbard ranked just slightly ahead of Aaron Jones, but Eckler's below both of them. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's just more of a, it's really hard to trust this chargers offense. Um, you know, with them, it kind of seems like this whole team is just kind of just, they're done for the season. (laughs) It's what it feels like after just getting absolutely shelled by the Raiders last week. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm on board with Hubbard as well. Uh, I mean, Green Bay's given up four straight hundred yard games, you know, or hundred yards to opposing rushing attacks, um, and five out of the last six. Um, you know, they've got six touchdowns in that span given up. I mean, everything just kind of bodes well. I mean, I know Carolina is the bottom of the barrel for teams right now, but Green Bay's not as good as you would really think I feel like, and I'm just, I know that they can be run on. So I'm, I'm leaning Hubbard here. Um, Eckler's just been disappointing. So. All right, Nick, I I'm a Packers fan knowing you're a bears fan. You, you know, it's true. Death taxes and the Packers can't stop the damn run. Man, man, I can say that tax isn't a lot of things about the Bears, too. So I'm glad we can just point point out things that are not great about our teams. <laughs> I will sounds, sit there all day with you and do that. <laughs> oh, man. Sounds like we all need some lawyers, guns, and money. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to move on down to the wide receivers here. Joe, you get to start us off. And Nick, just so you know, in this one, you get to pick two and sit one. Joe, you got Rasheed Rice versus the Raiders. Brandon Ayuk versus the Ravens. Or a struggling Stefan Diggs versus the Lions. Who are you sitting? Who are you starting? All right. So it's Ayuk. Uh, you said Diggs and Rice and Diggs. Rice and Diggs. Oh, this is a nice one, man. Um, it's super close between Rice and Ayuk. Um, I'm going to sit Ayuk in, in the tough matchup here. I know Diggs hasn't been the Diggs we're all used to. Um, but, you know, this – you have Diggs versus Detroit. That doesn't look right. Um, it's not. It's Chargers. <laughs> Diggs versus it's the Chargers. Chargers. Um, I just feel like Diggs is going to be able to, to – 
to get something done here against you know Beth LA taxes and I fuck um, up a banner. Yes, no kidding. Um, Rasheed oh, Rice is, is is basically the only other guy that Mahomes is throwing to besides Kelsey, and so you gotta love the volume. Ayuk's a big a big play guy, and to where it's he's awesome. Don't get me wrong, but this is a tough matchup, and so it's gonna be a little bit tougher to rely on kind of that big play ability um, from from Ayuk going against the Ravens defense. AJ. Yeah, um, I think I agree with that, actually. Uh, I, I I like Diggs. I think him and Allen are going to get back on track this week. Um, again, we saw what Vegas Vegas's offense did with Aiden O'Connell um, and Devonta Adams. Um, I mean, hell, Jacoby Myers threw a touchdown, uh, you know, so there's, there's all kinds of openings here for Diggs to, to get random fantasy points on top of his standard points that he usually gets. Um, so I'm definitely starting Diggs, uh, and, and Rice, like we said, he's, he's been very solid, um, recently he's been the most trusted receiver, you know, outside of Kelsey really, um, that Mahomes has. Uh, you know, still only one game over 100 yards, but you know, the receptions and the targets are there. You know, nine, nine for nine last week, uh, seven for 10 the week before that, eight for nine the week before that, eight for 10 the week before that. So, um, and three touchdowns in the last four weeks. So, I definitely feel like he can find the end zone again this week. Um, this game could randomly turn into a shootout. Uh, he, his hundred yard game that he had was actually against Las Vegas. So I'm definitely starting him and it's tough to sit. I but I may actually be sitting him in favor of Amari Cooper this week. So there's that. I think out of the group, you know, you, you look at Raji Rice and he's just been on absolute fire. Only four wide receivers have been targeted more than Raji Rice uh, across the last four weeks of football. And that's Patrick Mahomes targets. Right. So that usually translates to good things for uh, for fantasy football. I think uh, I think. Diggs is going to have a bounce back week. I think he's been very frustrated. I tweeted out something along the lines of where he's been finishing for the wide receiver position. And of course it was like a list of where he finished wide receiver, 54 wide receiver, 54. I went down the list and that got like 900 likes. But if I go in, you know, write an article or put out a video, it, it could get like 10 likes, you know, that's just how Twitter <laughs> works. But, but uh, I, I do think it's going to be the bounce back game for him. I think he's been frustrated and, and I know that, you know, Josh Allen only passed the ball 15 times last game. And you can say, well, he game managed against the Cowboys. What if they do that against the Chargers? Well, you got Easton Stick in the Chargers. So we want to get Stefan Diggs right. The Chargers allow uh, the third most passing yards per game. It's just such a nice matchup. I think Stefan Diggs bounces back. And I, I, I love Brandon Ayuk as much as the, the, the next guy. But I think that with so many playmakers, sometimes you just turn into the odd guy out. You know, last week, five targets. Week uh, week 12, four targets. Week 10, three targets. So can he finish with over 100 receiving yards, Brandon Ayuk? Absolutely. Can he earn, you know, three or four targets only and be outside the top 30? Maybe as well. And I know Diggs has been bad, like we just said, but I think, you know, Ra uh, Raji Rice has been on fire. Stefan Diggs has the perfect matchup, and I think Ayuk is just the odd guy out for me. All right. All right. Next one here. AJ, you want T. Higgins with Jamar Chase out against the Steelers? Hopkins against the Seahawks? Or the rookie Jordan Addison against the Lions? Uh, this Minnesota Lions game is actually has a lot of weight to it. So I feel like um, Addison could be a solid play. Hopkins has been solid. Obviously, we know Seattle can be thrown on. Uh, we didn't really see it as much as I had hoped last week um, or earlier this week, I guess I should say. Um, T. Higgins is very interesting. This game in Pittsburgh, you know, Browning's been very good for since he and, uh, you know, he's still getting the ball to these receivers. Um, Pittsburgh just got torched by Indianapolis receivers last week. Um, the only 
thing that would keep me from going with Higgins here is that while Pittsburgh can get torched, they don't really give up end zone, you know, touchdowns to opposing wide receivers. Um, you know, they gave up six in the first three games early in the year, but then since then they've only given up four. So they've really tightened up in, in the red zone, at least against receivers. I think if Higgins is going to find the end zone, he's going to have to do it on a deeper play. Um, yeah. So I, I think I'm going to go with Addison and Hopkins here, actually. I think, uh, I think for me, um, I, I like what you said about the the Minnesota Detroit game. I think it's going to be a fun one. I think we're going to see a lot of action from everybody involved. I think that's one of the games that if you have one of the pieces in one of those two offenses, you probably want to play them. I think uh, yeah. both teams are, are pretty friendly defensively. I think both teams got good playmakers. So I think I'm going to play Addison. Um, I I see the appeal for DeAndre Hopkins because he's he's the one, right? He's the one in his offense, and there's really not a two through the air. Um, we're seeing Traylon kind of like start playing, and Nick Westbrook-Kinney, you know, does some stuff sometimes. But um, Higgins, Higgins has had a big asterisk of a year, and a lot of that came through that rib injury or the rib injuries, whatever it was, uh, that mm-hmm. set him back a bit. But when he's earned targets, you know, you look at week two, 12 targets, 28.9 fantasy points. Week nine, nine targets. 19 fantasy points. And then just this past week, eight targets and 22.1 fantasy points. So the weeks that he earns good targets, he does productive things. And I think without Jamar chase, I kind of am going to lean with uh, T Higgins here. I I think, I think we just fluctuate with, with Hopkins at the end of the day. You know, I I know he's very important to his offense and I know that he could put up good numbers, but you look at the last two weeks, it just tells the the story of the tape 4.1 fantasy points in week 15, but 25.4 in week 14. So it kind of just like, goes up and down and, and none of those games that he has bad weeks is he under targeted. So he's getting targets, but it's, it, it comes down a quarterback play. And like you said too, Jake Browning's looking pretty decent, you know, so I'm yeah. going to go Higgins and uh, Addison. Yeah. It's definitely Higgins for me. Um, as, as far as my like automatic start here. Um, I think you guys have said everything to kind of back that one up for me. It, it's kind of a, I I've actually got Hopkins ranked pretty high, but I am worried like, we like we still don't know if Will Levis is playing this week, right? And not that that's been awesome, you know, every week. But if he's out, I mean, like, what are we looking at? Are we getting Tannehill back? Like, ugh, anybody want that? Um, <laughs> no. Um, you know, I I know it's a, a pretty nice matchup here. Uh, Seattle can be beat, uh, you know, in 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 the air. So that is a favorable matchup. Um, but I, I kind of, I kind of like, I have my doubts with playing Hopkins over both of these two Addison. Here's my thought. Higgins and Hopkins are probably the safer guys. I think Addison, like if you need more of a home run guy, um, I would go Addison over Hopkins. All right. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, I will say the last, uh, the last note here, I, I mentioned the, the touchdown, scarcity against pittsburgh uh recently um against seattle uh aside from again last week thanks philly um taking away that they had uh given up at least one and really two touchdowns since week seven so lots of games giving up lots of touchdowns there um they've only had four total games where they haven't given up a touchdown um, and again, that includes last week and Philly. I, I hate you. Um, so it's it's close, but I I, I I mean I can see the argument for both sides really, but I think I'm just gonna lean Hopkins. So all right, on to the next one then. All right, Nick, you want to start Zay Flowers against the Niners, Terry McLaurin against the Jets, or Deontay Johnson against the Bengals? So if I'm starting two of these guys, I think the oddball out without even digging into the other two, I think it's Terry McLaurin. It's just, it's a bad matchup through the air against the Jets. Um, 
he's a guy, he's coming off of a very nice week. And, and it, it makes you think sometimes like, hey, this is what we expected out of Terry McLaurin. But if you look at the previous one, two, three, four games, he's been under 10 fantasy points. And I think he's had a very, very underwhelming season, which is kind of confusing because a lot of us look at Sam Holland and some, you know, I, I know he, you know, hasn't been, you know, maybe the, 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 you know, world beating, um, fantasy quarterback he's been fairly consistent but you look at Sam Holland you say hey he's actually put up good numbers why is Terry McLaurin like not for fantasy you know he's had some good weeks but if you look at the 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 full picture here Terry McLaurin's had a lot of just really bad weeks yeah. and and that's strange because you know I'm a, I'm a big I was a big Jahan Dotson guy coming into the season. He hasn't been very useful. So it's, it's, it's strange. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like, how is Sam Howell like putting up these numbers? Like, where is it going in in a, in a bad matchup against the jets? I just, I just don't like Terry this week. Yeah, I'm with you. It's, it's Sit McLaurin. My rankings right now say Johnson, but um, you know, again, it is Thursday. Things are going to move. And my gut's telling me just, just sit McLaurin here. This is the nasty matchup here. Um, And, you know, you're going to look at last week, too. You brought up that up. You brought that up, Nick, where, you know, you, you if you look at the box score, you're going, oh, there's Terry McLaurin, you know, 141 yards, a touchdown. Yeah, he's back. Mm. Three of those catches for 93 yards and a touchdown were with backup quarterback Jacoby Brissett. Guess who is not starting the football game this week? Jacoby Brissett. So unless they bench Howell midway through the game, um, I don't see it Angelo. happening. Um, and it's very possible they will, but in my opinion, I don't really see what that does for the commander's future. You know, Jacoby Brissett's not your guy. You've got to see if how can work through these, you know, struggles and, and, you know, against a really good defense. Um, I, I don't think, I think benching him again would be a disaster for this franchise. So I don't think they're going to do it. So they're going to, even if they're just getting wrecked and he just looks miserable, I don't think you're going to get Jacoby Brissett just slinging the ball downfield like we got last week. No. I mean, they were protecting Sam Howell for for that. That's why that's why Brissett was in there. I mean, okay. Um, you know, Rivera needs to worry about protecting his job, I he guess. So it is. Maybe that's dealing today, by the way. Yeah, crazy. Very, Holy cow, dude. Very angry that I selected anybody but him for my DraftKings um, <laughs> lineups tonight, uh, or at least as the the whatever it's called, captain. So, anyway, um, yeah, you know, uh, Flowers is questionable, but you know, Harbaugh saying he's going to play. Um, the game again is Monday night, so he's got a little more leeway. Um, McLaurin has just been such a downer this year. I mean, and, it, uh, Angelo here in in the comments saying yeah. Samuel over McLaurin. Yeah, I, you're not you're not yeah, totally wrong. I wouldn't do He's it. Not. Like I can't actually pull that trigger. Um, hopefully you've got other. If you don't want to play McLaurin, hopefully you've got somebody a little more reliable than Curtis Samuel. <laughs> but I totally get it. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, but between the two, which one's been more reliable? Right. But Curtis, Curtis, I mean, but Curtis Samuel also, said, Angela, just, you nailed it. Like just like a gadget player too. It feels yeah. like, and it's just yeah. sort of like, man. I mean, yeah. Before last week, though, you know, he hadn't scored since week eight against Philly. He hasn't topped a hundred yards at all. Um, he's only scored one other time against Denver back in week two. I mean, this is not the Terry McLaurin that people drafted. No. Um, you know, it's and it's a shame because he is a very talented receiver. He's very good. <laughs> and Nick, you mentioned it too that the Dotson thing again, I have him in a, in a league or two and was really hyped about it. Like, okay, McLaurin's going to get all the, uh, you know, get all the attention from the defenses. So Dotson's going to, you know, reel in the catches. He's been absolute garbage. So it, it's been tough, tough sledding owning uh, any commanders receivers so yeah i i think i have these three i'm also sitting mclaurin all right joe you get to finish it off with our fun tight end question you're you're lucky the saints play tonight Taysom hill couldn't be in the question <laughs> <laughs> you get isaiah likely against the niners or cole Komet against the cardinals who you got Whew. 
Did you look at my rankings before you asked this question? Nope, I've got, I, I've got them back to back. Now I use my half PPR rankings. I've got Isaiah likely ahead. Now Komet did pop up on the injury report today. So yeah. that's not a good sign. So that could make my decision really easy for me. But let's just say for the sake of the question that both are healthy and going into the game. I'm I'm still gonna play likely. Um you know, he's he's been he's been really good lately um seeing a very high target share now I, I know it's it's the Ravens and a target share it can be skewed when you think about that but um you know he he's been he's been seeing you know 14 18 29 percent target share in this offense that's that's elite level tight end stuff there um and you know, we, we saw the big play last week where um, I believe it was last week, right? When he caught the uh, the touchdown. Yeah. Um, I think I think we're seeing Isaiah likely, uh, you know, coming to his own here. And I was a little skeptical um, when he first got the the starting job over Andrews after the injury. I was a little like careful. I know everybody was just like, oh, it's his turn. They had a couple of dead, you know, pretty dud weeks there first, you know, early on, and I. And I was like, oh, all right. But these last three weeks have been really, really good. So I, I kind of see that continuing. And, and if this offense is going to move the ball through the air, it's going to be, weirdly enough, hit through him and OBJ now. Maybe not so much Dave Flowers as much as we all want it to be. Yeah. Yeah, for me, uh, this one's tough. I, I, I'm looking at Komet. You know, the receptions are there. The targets are definitely there. I mean, he hasn't seen – he's seen less than six targets once since week eight. Um, and then before that, uh, take out week seven because that was just – I don't think he played that week. I don't know, but it's just zeros across the board. So he only saw more, you know, six or more targets three times in, in six weeks. So, you know, 50% of the time. But he's definitely becoming more trusted. Um you know, he is a go-to target. Obviously, the end zone is what saved him last week because he only had 23 yards on those five receptions, which is pretty terrible. Um, so the end zone appearance was was definitely beneficial. But I think I am going to go likely here. Um, I, I think, I, I, Joe, as you said, he's really coming into his own. You know, it's it's a better matchup on paper. You know, San Fran is not as solid against the tight end um, as Arizona has has which been. Which is which is strange to say. I yeah, exactly. It's like wait, Arizona's good it's, at something. The All tight right. the tight end fantasy points per you know against defenses. By the way, is so skewed to which tight ends you've actually faced. Let's be real, like, and I know you can say that with any position, but. It is more so, in my opinion, with tight ends because you could face some like really, you could face teams who just literally don't use the tight end like that or don't have one <laughs> to utilize, and you're going to be awesome against a tight end. Or you could yeah. face a bunch of like George Kittles and, you know, Travis Kelsey's, and then you're going to get smoked most likely against the tight end. Yeah. I mean, the but, Niners, the Niners have given up back to back weeks of, you know, touchdowns uh, to opposing tight ends. And then before that, they didn't give up anything since week one. Um, so I'm thinking that trend continues with likely. I think this is a game that that big, that uh, you know Baltimore really needs to win. So Nick, what do you think? I think uh, I'm going to go with likely as well. I, I do want to say with Cole Komet, I, f- I feel like the the things that we look forward at tight end, he, he's been doing a lot this season. He like like you pointed out, the the consistency in his targets is there. He's actually had some good yardage days. Uh, he's had two weeks scoring two touchdowns in those games. So like whatever you're looking for in a tight end, I think he's he, he's shown us this year. I, I mm-hmm. think uh, the the injury you know popping up that's obviously an asterisk, but I think in fantasy football sometimes you just kind of you, you ride the hot hand. And right now it's likely you know back to back weeks with very good yardage, back to back weeks scoring a touchdown, back to back weeks over eighteen or with eighteen plus fantasy points. So I think you know just to put it plain and simple here, you guys made some you know solid points, but. Um, 
I, I think likely is the play. Uh, I, I think when you're looking at trends and guys trending up, uh, that's him. Can Cole Komet, if he's healthy, go out and ball out as well? Yeah, but I, I think I just have a you know an issue if I roster Isaiah Likely. He's been doing very good things for me two weeks in a row now. Now I'm going to be like, ah, but maybe he cools off this week, so I'm going to bench him. So <laughs> I think that's kind of just like the, the strategy behind it, you know? I agree, I agree. All right, Nick. Well, I think that is it for the show. I want to thank you for coming on and, uh, you know, enjoy your night here as you go. But before you go, let everybody know where they can find you and and what you got going on um, the rest of this season. And then obviously into uh, the offseason as we're here in week 16. For sure. So I, I'm on a couple different uh, social medias, but you can follow me on uh, Twitter or X at P2W Fantasy. Uh, Nick Scrib, I'm the NFL content lead for the brand Fantrax. Uh, for, for them, I do a variety of content. Uh, I do content in all different forms. So I do live streams, uh, short videos, articles, write-ups, data drops, uh, graphics for uh, Fantrax. I just try to be diverse in the way that I deliver content. So I stay pretty active, both redraft and dynasty. And um yeah, I just uh, really appreciate you guys having me on the show here tonight. It was a very, very smooth ride. You guys have a great show here, and I uh, really enjoyed it. So thank you, guys. Yeah, yeah thank you much. And people in the it. comments are, uh, are 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 loving it too. So thank you for coming on again. Yeah. And uh, yeah, have a good night, man. Enjoy the rest of this game. All right, thanks, Nick. Happy holidays. All right, AJ. Uh, so I know we didn't really get into this uh, before too much, but do you want to? I know we meant to do like defenses that you want to stream or stash. You know, obviously a little too late to stash them, but do you have anybody yeah. in mind that you're really looking at? This week's really interesting, in my opinion, for defenses. Like, there are some guys at the top of my defensive rankings list that I'm like, oof. But they have such good matchups. Like yeah. like last week, the Raiders were one of those teams where it was like, mm-hmm. no. But I mean, I snatched them up in the Crab Cake League when I was in the playoffs. And then the next yeah. day, I was not in the playoffs. And they went off and scored 29 points. And I was like, well, at least I was right. <laughs> yeah. No, the I mean, anybody playing the Chargers obviously is a great matchup. So you're looking at, at again, Buffalo this week. And then you're looking at Denver's defense uh next week so also if denver happens to be out there randomly on your waiver wire and you can't get buffalo i go ahead and get denver now because they're going up against new england this week and they're they're both of them are home they games are a very denver. popular pickup this so week, i guarantee you <laughs> i i actually went out in my my espn league and i grabbed both of these defenses last week while I was watching the Chargers Vegas <laughs> game, and I was like, ah, add, yes, add. This, this is what you do. <laughs> so I've, it is. I even learned this trick from AJ. It was those stash from defenses, you know. And and so like you know, weeks ago I was stashing like when I knew in some of these leagues I was I was in. You know, I'm out there stashing the Bears and yeah, um, because they have somebody really nice there's is another matchup they've got arizona this week um, which is hit or miss and they got atlanta next, next week who now looks like they might be starting heineke again who knows i don't yeah. know yeah so um atlanta the packers are one this week to get carolina solid. you you know the texans was one that i was eyeing up before i realized that the chargers were absolute garbage the well, Texans well, were a defense well, that I like. And apparently Joe Flacco can play football again. So, like, the Cleveland Browns isn't yes. necessarily the rollover we thought it no, was going to be. It's, it's not now. But, um, well, they get Tennessee you know, again, week. this was this is something that I look at from week eight. <laughs> if oh, not earlier. I'm not doing that. I'm not stashing defenses the week No, eight, I'm not stashing early. that earlier. I'm just looking at matchups. Solely looking at yeah. matchups early. Because I'm like, well... And it depends on how my team's doing. If my team's, you know, doing well enough and I feel like I'm guaranteed to make the playoffs or pretty close to it, I'm I'm already looking at defenses because it's something that you can get huge points out of. You know, Miami's defense last week mm-hmm. was an awesome defense. Um, they helped me, you know, rack up points again in that ESPN league. Um, Houston was one I looked at because they have Tennessee, Cleveland, Tennessee. And as you said, Cleveland is not the Cleveland that we're used to seeing. Um, but the two matchups against Tennessee were favorable. They put up 13 points uh, in that ESPN league. So, again, scoring may be a little different from standard there. But Houston was a solid one. The Colts have been another, like, 
very good defense of late, um, putting up a lot of points. They had a bit of a dud versus Cincy, but before that, they've been double-digit points for four weeks, you know, from week nine through last week, all double-digit points aside from that Cincy game. So I know I know this defense isn't out there, but this is almost unfair. Whoever has Cleveland, if they get to the final week, is going to get them against the Jets. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> that's pretty phenomenal. Oh but here again, the Jets this week go up against Washington. Right. Um, well, and, I mean, and everybody had the Jets, too. Yeah, got, it, exactly. I was, to, I was able to randomly snatch them up in one league. I was like, all right. I mean, somebody may have dropped them, though, in your league because they, they sucked last week against Miami. So, yeah. you know, before that, they had given up a few, you know, or, or had three pretty solid games then sucked against Buffalo. So if you play the game right, you can definitely find these gems. Yeah. And, and the Jags get Carolina next week, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's a solid one as well. I mean, you really just have to look at what teams are really bad. These Rams get the Giants. what teams are really good. And, you know, this game, yeah, I, I thought this game was going to be more of a shootout between the two. Clearly it is not. Um, so, nope. But I did play the Rams kicker tonight, so I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah. Although he did miss that one field goal. Um, but he's he's had a pretty good game. Yeah. Uh, so the, those are the main the main ones I was looking at was, you know, Texans, Bron- well, Broncos, Buffalo, harder, harder to come by. Um, yeah. But okay. then you got Texans, you got Colts, um, you got Bears out there. Um, yeah, all all pretty solid, solid looks. Yeah, and and yeah, I mean we we say it every year. Um, go out there and and take a look if if you know if you're in the playoffs still, go out there and like you're probably holding on to some schmuck on the back end of your bench that you're never going to use in the playoffs. Drop him, pick up next week's defense now so you're not having to yeah. fight everybody for them next next yep. week, right? Just do it now to save yourself the worry. And then you Whatever can go out players. and instead of having to worry about figuring out your defense next week, you can just go out and grab all the other waiver wire guys, at, if, you know, if you need them, right? And so yeah. um, believe me, I have, I have literally won playoffs because my defense in the playoffs have just blown up. And I would have done it against you last week. <laughs> Yeah, had uh, had there not been a stat correction in a, a twice dual stat correction, yeah, <laughs> who knows what happened, man? That was so weird. I, I, I was out of the playoffs, that. I was in the playoffs, and then I was back out of the playoffs, and I was like, What? Like, hell? wait, we correct our correction. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, Wait, I, I should just be allowed to be in this. There should be like a three way matchup there, whoever scores the yeah, goes on and. To, to boot that matchup that I have now that I have made it through because I didn't have to play you, I have Buffalo's defense already um, and had them all season. But I'm playing uh, Denny Carter, and he's got Chicago's defense. So oh, here again, yep. there granted, you go. He's got Taysom Hill and his .2 points. So Ooh. loving that. Thanks. Yes, sir. We'll see. We'll see how I if you if you get to the finals this year, are you actually going to set your lineup against Scott if he gets there? Or are you gonna forget like you did two years ago? Is that what happened? Yes. Is that what I did? Yes. Because you're an idiot. Is it shocking he forgot that? <laughs> also, no. No. <laughs> anyway. All right. Oh, we have a question yes, here real quick before we, we jump off. Metcalf or Ayuk full PPR? I'm going Ayuk. Um yeah. I he's he's been good. I I, I like Metcalf too. Um but it, it's it's Ayuk for me here. There was one more question that I'll take the blame for this one, Dion. He asked in the beginning of the show. Oh, I did not see it. I apologize. Uh, Rasheed Rice, Mike Evans, Ayuk need one, then Green Bay. Okay, so we'll do the Uh, receiver first. Rice, Evans, Ayuk. It, ooh, man. It is. Wow, we would have to go Rice. Evans for me? Man, you can only start one? Holy cow. (laughs) Um, 
I have Ayuk, Evans, and Rice all as top 12 receivers. How do you only need one of them? Uh, and then Green Bay or Denver defense is Denver. Denver. I mean, that's easily that's the no brainer one for me there. Yeah. Uh, I do like the Packers this week, but that Denver matchup is so good. Um, all right, I'm I'm leaning Rice. It. Yeah, Rice Denver. All right, Rice is number two on 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 my on my list there. But Mike Evans, man, him and him and Baker yeah. got something special, man. <laughs> I don't understand it, but it, but it That's works. <laughs> so, all right, alrighty, that is it for the show. Uh, good luck to everybody in Week 16 here. Hope you make it to next week so we can help you win your fantasy championships. And again, uh, hit that subscribe button, hit the like button, jump over to our, our Discord there. You'll see links in all of our articles. Um, and uh, come talk to us. We like we like talking to you guys. Have a good night, and yep. uh, see you all later. Thanks, everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy yeah. holidays, whatever you celebrate. And uh, enjoy the long weekend. Um, good luck in your, your fantasy playoffs as well. And, yeah, we'll see you next week at Wednesday. Is that yeah, I believe we're going to do Wednesday next week. Wednesday uh, next week. So, plans, so come in a little early for your championship game matchups. Peace. Right. See ya.